0: to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, hour one. Greetings, welcome, it's Eric Erickson here. I am delighted to have you with me. I hope you have blue skies wherever you are. The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you text data to 33777, now this is, this uh, so I wanna ask you to do this. Uh, I really do this. I I want you to text data to three three seven 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 and sign up for my daily email. Uh, You don't have to. There, there's a paid option. I'm not asking you to do the paid option. I'm just asking you to sign up. I'm going to send out a a piece this weekend. Um, It is full disclosure theological, but I hope you'll you'll sign up so you can get it on Sunday when it goes out because I really want you to hear it. I, I so I. I taught Sunday school about a month and a half ago and people kept saying, please, can you, will you record this? Will you, will you put it on video something? And fine, I will. uh, I want to send it out. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. I want you to get it and and watch it. It'll be a video, but we'll do the transcript with it as well. So please text data to 33777. You sign up for the free option. Everybody's going to get it on Sunday. Uh, Now, I I, want to play you two pieces of audio before I get into this. I I, I got strong opinions about something today, and I want to play two pieces of audio, one from MSNBC, one from CNN. This is Mika Brzezinski on Morning Joe this morning.
1: No, any other client would have been jailed a long time ago. That's the problem. He's already getting so much special treatment. And I do understand that some of it is because he is a former president.
0: He has Secret Service. He has a certain situation that is highly unusual. This is highly unprecedented. Nothing like this has ever happened before. And so everybody is trying to deal with it in a fair and in the most appropriate way. But if he doesn't get the consequences that other people who have committed equal, equal uh, infractions, um, I think that's kind of feeding into his special status and his strong man status. That- uh, we can stop there. This is Andrew McCabe on CNN. That's where we are. This information is so sensitive. That it is one of the very, very few uh, categories of information that even an act, a sitting president cannot unilaterally declassify. So We're just, I'm just—I'm going to stop that. I'm—I'm I'm tired of it. Can I just say, personally, for me, I am so freaking tired. Of all of the conversation on all of the networks, Fox, MSNBC, CNN, obsessing about Donald Trump, I know the man generates ratings for them, and that's why they're doing it. Don't look now, but MSNBC is given a challenge to Fox because of their dominant coverage of Fox's indictments. They cover him because of the ratings. No, they are not covering him because they want him to be the nominee, although I think that's part of it. They're covering him because of the ratings. But... Donald Trump is not the biggest story in the world today. Have you seen what's happening with bond yields? They're skyrocketing again. The market is in turmoil right now. Do you know why the market's in turmoil? Although right now, suddenly up 300 at some points. The jobs report is so big, it's thrown everything for a loop today. The market's up, the market's down, because the jobs report is so good, it looks like the Federal Reserve might keep interest rates too high for too long because it sounds like... The economy is still roaring too much. Meanwhile, bonds are upside down. The yield is skyrocketing. Why? Because people think there's too much economic turmoil out there. Meanwhile... In the Ukraine situation, we're not sure whether or not to keep funding going or not, and and because we're going wobbly, people in Europe are starting to think, oh my gosh, we're going to have to step up, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's a really big story. We have an Iranian spy ring inside this White House, and only Fox News has covered that story. We have an actual Iranian spy ring of people inside the Biden administration pushing policies favorable to Iran to help them get a nuclear weapon. We've got a situation with a mass caravan of immigrants from Venezuela headed to the border. In fact, we've got winter coming in Chicago and we've got a bunch of homeless, illegal immigrants. They're throwing kids out of sports arenas to put the illegal immigrants there. And the Biden administration is going wobbly on a border wall. But Trump, but Trump, but Trump, but Trump, but Trump. My God, people, they're so much more important in the world right now than Donald Trump. I don't care whether you like him. I don't care whether you hate him. He is not. He is not. Indisputably, he is not the biggest story in the world today. And yet, if you turn on any news channel in America, and frankly, most of talk radio, it's all going to be about Donald Trump. It's going to be about the speaker's race. We have become so internally obsessed with the politics of Washington, D.C. and the presidential race, we're leaving so much on the cutting room floor It is ridiculous. By the way, uh, Nargaz Mohammadi, an Iranian activist, has become the recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize. Why? Because she has led Iranian people into this open revolt that's happening and destabilizing Iran. Consumers are now starting to default on their car loans at a dangerous rate. The rising cost of financing is becoming a real problem for car makers, by the way. The UAW strike is continuing into a fourth week. You know why that matters? Because despite this jobs number today that's so good, layoffs are beginning to happen at uh, contractors of contractors to the automotive manufacturers. So it's not just the auto manufacturers who are laying people off, and it's not just the subcontractors to the auto manufacturers who are laying people off. It's the subcontractor to the subcontractor to the big automakers, the strike has now have economic impact downstream all that way. People are losing their jobs over this strike. We've got a massive surge in borrowing costs in the United States right now. We've got topsy-turvy turmoil in the oil market with Saudi Arabia. Y'all, there is so much more important in the world right now than the media obsession with Donald Trump. But you can't get coverage of those significant news stories because they're obsessed with the courtroom in New York where the trial continues over his properties. They're obsessed with the latest leaks about the classified documents case and what he may or may not have told an Australian businessman about submarines. They are obsessed with whether or not he's going to be Speaker of the House. He's not. They're not even talking about it. I mean, the presidential campaign trail, his fundraising numbers, DeSantis, Haley, their fundraising, their cash on hand, where they're going, what they're doing. Nope. It's all about the world of Donald Trump. I don't begrudge the media trying to get ratings. Nobody listens to them anymore. Nobody tunes in anymore. They need to be as salacious as possible. But in so doing, a media that values and claims to be uh, the the chief arbitrator of what is important to the world has decided that this one man is more important than your economic situation. They don't wanna talk about your economic situation, of course, because if they did, it would make Joe Biden look bad. They have internalized the idea that obsessing about Donald Trump hurts Donald Trump, and it's good for Joe Biden. They don't wanna do anything bad for Joe Biden. Joe Biden is caving on building a border wall at the same time claiming that a border wall does no good. His Homeland Security Secretary says it's necessary to do, so they're building a portable border wall that can be moved in part Because the area where they need to place it floods so much, they're afraid of the flooding and the environmental impact on a fixed border position wall. They want to be able to move it around. It actually makes sense parts of the border wall do this, but it's open to interpretation as to why the Biden administration wants to make a very movable, portable border wall. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about whether or not Donald Trump goes to the House of Representatives to try to be Speaker of the House. He's now come out and endorsed Jim Jordan, by the way. Oh, and don't look now. Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise are going to have a debate on Fox News over what? The internal operations of the House GOP to be Speaker of the House. They're going to take political policy positions that actually don't impact the Speaker of the House's position, and yet that's how they're going to do it. It just, though we have become a nation of stupid people who just want to be entertained We want to be entertained. We want to be soap-opera-fied. We we want to have the media cover the the major soap opera story of the day, and they want to give plot points and they want to give plot twists so you keep tuning in for more every day. That's what the media is. It's narrative building. It's facts. It's not news. It's It's not data. It's not relevant. It's the facts that can be twisted into a narrative that tell a story that has a plot line, that has a cliffhanger, that makes you come back every single day for more. It works you into existential frenzy and terror that the end of the world is here. It works you into existential frenzy over whether or not Donald Trump is going to go to jail. What's the play-by-play today? What's the latest indictment? What's the latest witness? What's the latest leak? Meanwhile, in the real world, homeowners are being priced out of the homeownership market because mortgages are getting too high. Meanwhile, In the real world, the growth of the S&P 500 has come from seven tech stocks. The rest of the S&P 500 is not doing well, and that's actually a subsurface sign that something is very wrong in the economy. Meanwhile, in the real world, the jobs report exceeded expectations, and that sent turmoil through Wall Street as they're beginning to think the Federal Reserve might keep interest rates higher for longer because they think the economy may still be heating up too much. Meanwhile, in the real world, gas prices are coming down slightly because the price of a barrel of oil is down 5% today, but Saudi Arabia is continuing to constrain prices and now the Russians are in on it and the rest of OPEC might get in on it as a way to induce the Biden administration to produce more oil here. Meanwhile, in the real world, We have strikes and staff shortages and a higher cost of living and inflation still high. And more and more people are beginning to think we might actually not get out of a recession. Muhammad al Arian, who people like to listen to, the president of Queens College, Cambridge, he's writing in the Financial Times today An intense period of rising interest rates, high oil prices, and a stronger dollar is pushing the financial market consensus on U.S. economic growth, away from the comforting notion of a soft landing. By my count, this will be the sixth time in the past 15 months that conventional wisdom shifts for the world's most influential economy. It's a pivot that unfortunately is likely to stick for longer this time around, threatening what has been an impressively strong U.S. economy, undermining genuine financial stability, and exporting volatility to the rest of the world. In just the last two weeks, the yield on the benchmark U.S. 10-year bond has risen by some five-tenths of a point to around 4.8% as part of a comprehensive shift in the entire interest rate structure. The move brought the change in yields to an eye popping 1% point since the end of June, leading to higher borrowing rates for companies, more burdensome car loans for households and more pronounced and uneven deposit outflows from the banking system as investors shift cash into money market accounts. And notably the cost of a 30 year mortgage is about to top 8%, making already expensive home prices, even less affordable. But Trump, But Trump, but Trump. I understand we're headed into a presidential election cycle, and we've never had a former president of the United States under 91 indictments spread over four courts, while also flirting with running for Speaker of the House. It is a historic anomaly. But it is an historic anomaly that is also a distraction from so many bigger picture issues that are about to deeply affect American households across this country. And the media is so much more interested in the soap opera of Donald Trump than actually providing Americans useful information to guide their lives right now at a time we're probably headed into a recession, serious economic turmoil, and have deeper issues to deal with as a nation, both on the foreign front and the domestic front, than at any time in the last 20 years outside of what happened on 9-11 but everyone wants to be entertained everyone wants their ears tickled everyone wants their itches scratched and that for the press all comes back to Donald Trump we are in profoundly stupid times that are actually quite serious when you dig below the surface and everybody would prefer to ignore it Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint. You want an HR manager. You don't want to be the bad guy with your employees. Bambi can play the role of HR for you. $99 a month, available by phone, email, real-time chat. They do onboardings, terminations. They help your team members get to peak performance. And your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations, regardless of which state. They're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. you got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team. It is an open line Friday. You can call in 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, I, I I gotta play you some audio. Uh a little bit disturbing. Uh this is the Director of Education for High Tops. It's an LGBTQIA2S Plus. Nonprofit that specializes on bringing uh, gender ideology and queer theory into schools. Listen to the audio. The most critical time to be there is grades five through eight, because you wanna catch kids when they're starting puberty, because that's the time in which identity formation is central to their lives. However, early intervention is key. So we actually are designing a kindergarten through grade two curriculum this summer. And I will tell you, one of the most rewarding experiences, Nikki, uh, we were in a local school system in an elementary school, and uh, we were in grades three, four, and five. And after we were there, um, five students went to the principal's office and came out. So we are really intentionally going into younger and younger grades. Well, now tie that to this story. Uh, Los Angeles public school district students will be required to participate in a week-long celebration of National Coming Out Day, which is a single day, but they'll be required to participate in a week-long week of action where they will engage in lesson plans at the elementary school level around the alphabet gang topics. Uh, including an identity map activity for students to complete at the start of the week, preparing students to think critically about identity and intersectionality. The toolkit suggests students engage in a gallery walk of everyone's identity map. <sighs> They've given up on educating your children. It's now all about indoctrinating your children into woke cultural values. They've, come, they've given up on you people. They're coming for your children. Keep that in mind. More and more public schools in urban areas around this country are not places to get educated. They're places to indoctrinate. They've given up on helping the young, poor black child get out of poverty by giving them a brilliant mind with um, math and science and, and reading skills and instead just want them to recognize the gender unicorn. It is a failure of our government. Anything you can do to get your kids out of those situations, the better off you'll be. Recently, 10 regional banks have had their credit downgraded. No problem. They're just going to keep racking up profits, probably get a sweetheart bailout if things get worse, or quietly sold to a mega bank. That is too big to fail, I might add. No wonder... Swiss America has been sounding the alarm with their secret war on cash and all out assault on our freedoms with soaring interest rates, squeezing the economy and banks teetering on collapse. Swiss America educates you on ways to protect your hard earned assets. Now you can get their shocking report, the secret war on cash, your copies free by call or texting 800-289-2646. The all out war on cash includes digital forms of currency. It's spreading daily. So read The Secret War on Cash. It's free to you guys. All you do, mention my name, Eric Erickson. When you call or text 800-289-2646, that's 800-289-2646. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. It's E-R-I-C-K, SwissAmerica.com slash Eric, or 800-289-2646. Call or text my name. Message and data rates apply. Let Swiss America educate you about the war on cash. Greetings. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Delighted to have you with me. It's an open line Friday. Uh, Again, I really do want to encourage you to text the word data to 33777. You'll get back a link. Uh, Let me, you know what? It's been a while since I've done this myself. So if you text the word data to 33777, you will get back a text message from me. It says, subscribe to the show notes, get 15% off. You don't have to actually do the paid subscription. I mean, Philip would love it if you do. Um, But uh, you just click through and get my show notes and you can click on my face at the top and go to the, you can go to the page. You can subscribe because I really want you to sign up um, paid or free for what I'm sending out this weekend. Now, uh i want to go to the phones uh sama you're gonna be up first today welcome
1: yes sir long time didn't talk to you finally they got me uh to talk to you you know i've been trying my name is sami ali ali i'm calling from athens area and I thank you like for calling who, yes sir who is the best choice in your opinion as a president and vice, vice president
0: 2024. oh uh, Wow, that puts me on the spot. Um, uh, you know what? I, I'm, yes, I'm going to answer yes. your question by not answering your question because I'm a professional. <laughs> yes, um, look, I, I, I'm, I'm not endorsing I, I, anyone. Go ahead.
1: Yes, I'm, you know, I tried. You know, I I, I did my best. I was hoping uh, Brian Kim will run as a vice president, but uh, unfortunately we need him in the state of Georgia. It's a very, very essential to run our state. But yes. I think, in my opinion, the best choice right now, Eric, you know, I have as much experience overseas experience as you are. You know, I know you lived in United Arab Emirates. The best choice we have now is President Trump and Nikki Haley as a vice president. You know, you know that whole, would be an whole, interesting let ticket. You, let me tell you, just to give me a second, the old problems we have in the world it was all respect to the Biden. Biden is a great man. I have all respect and love to him for what he did. Nobody is perfect. But all the trouble we have, the gas price, the violence in Israel and Palestinian, all the issues we have, we need Trump back on the office as a president and Nikki Haley as vice president with all respect to your opinion. You know, if you yeah. want, you know, silence me, silence me. You know, this is, my, I'm glad on the air. And I tell you, Eric, a lot of people are not listening to you. Are you a Republican or a Democrat? Why you have been criticizing the man all morning? Why? I, I, Osama, the have you listened? I,
0: I, I haven't really mentioned him other than to say that everyone's obsessed with him today when there's so much other news going on.
1: yeah. No, you have been talking negative about our former president, Trump. And, you know, he's the best candidate we have right now, sir. You know, I have respect to the Biden. Yes, I'm a, just a Republican. I would never say anything about our president, current President Biden. You know, if he wins, it's great. But the best choice we have is Trump as a president. Nikki Haley as a vice president. Yes. Okay,
0: so I, I I will tell you, I, I love the idea of Nikki Haley as vice president. Um, I love the idea of Nikki Haley as president. Um, I, I will disagree with you on Trump for a couple of reasons. And look, y'all know I, I don't care for the guy. He would be better than Biden. And in fact, um, had I not taken Sama's phone call, I was actually going to do a monologue, which I will still do on how uh, Democrats, you know, he's probably going to beat Joe Biden if he's the nominee. He probably is going to win if he runs against Joe Biden right now. And Democrats don't seem to want to believe that. I do have problems with the man. I, one, um, he could only serve four years. It's going to take longer than four years to turn this place around. Uh, and having a president who could serve eight years, I think, actually matters tremendously. Two, um, I do think that uh, the American people really dislike the guy, and that could have down-ballot consequences, for the GOP. We saw it in 2018, 2020, and 2022. The people closest aligned with Trump did badly. Three, I do think he can beat Joe Biden, but I think in pouring money into his campaign to run against Joe Biden, we're going to cost ourselves otherwise winnable seats. What I mean by that is he there's he's having to spend so much money on lawyers right now. He that money's coming from his campaign. So he has less money to spend to get himself elected. He is gonna have to spend money. To persuade independent voters because he doesn't have the money to do that because it's all going to his lawyers the republican party is going to have to spend that money and by spending that money on him they're not going to spend money on winning pennsylvania or winning ohio or winning montana or winning arizona Uh, it becomes a heavier lift to win those seats when having to fund donald trump because he doesn't have money for lawyers look I, i i got issues with the man we all know that character issues and the like um I I think having someone younger that the public doesn't uh, preternaturally despise out of the gate and the public generally, you may like him, but a majority of Americans don't. Having someone, a fresh face against Joe Biden, as opposed to going back in time to go forward in time, all those issues. Forget my personal qualms with Trump, though. Here are the practical issues. The practical issues are money. His money is going out the door to lawyers, which means the GOP has to spend its money on him, which means the GOP can't spend its money on House and Senate races. And that means that if another candidate were to run, they would have more available money to be able to fund themselves so the GOP could focus on picking up the Senate and making gains in the House, not to mention state legislative and gubernatorial races. Money is a big issue there. The other issue is term limits. He could only serve four years any one of the other Republicans running could serve eight years. And I think it's going to take a president with eight years without an administration transition to do that. Now, there are people who will say, well, put him in for four years and then let his vice president get, but you realize that a presidential campaign doesn't just translate into the next person. Look at Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, Kamala Harris is a deeply disliked politician. And thankfully I think any Republican would be better Then Kamala Harris is vice president, but a a Trump campaign doesn't necessarily translate into the vice presidential campaign after four years. And what if the voters want to make a change as opposed to the person they're familiar with? There are practical issues outside of my dislike of, of Donald Trump's way of doing business that I think Republicans have to take seriously. Now, if you say that Donald Trump's the best guy, God bless you, go vote for him. I'm not going to discourage anyone from voting for him. Here's what the Democrats are trying to do. The Democrats are trying to tell Republicans right now that if you vote for Donald Trump, if you decide you support Donald Trump over Joe Biden or Donald Trump over anyone else, you're a bad person. You're a racist. You're an authoritarian. You support a dictator. What the Democrats don't want to have to answer for is the problems on their own side. Whether I've got issues with Donald Trump or not, I don't think Donald Trump is Hitler. I don't think Donald Trump's a racist. I don't think Donald Trump is uh, the second coming of of like building some American imperial regime where he's never going to leave office. I don't, I don't think any of that stuff. Uh, I just, I think we can do better and I think we can do younger uh, and I think we can reset the chart uh, course for the future with someone who could serve eight years. I really passionately though, Am infuriated with all these Democrats who make this case against Trump, and they refuse to acknowledge the problems on their own side. They refuse to acknowledge that their side is authoritarian, their side is dictatorial, their side is racist. David Brooks has a piece in the New York Times. Can we talk about Joe Biden? I don't want to talk about Joe Biden here because I, I want to scroll down to towards the bottom. Of David Brooks's piece, where he makes a point that I think Democrats really, truly have to understand, and they can't understand. And that is this Biden is not the sole or even primary problem here for the Democrats. To the extent that these things are separable, it's the Democratic Party as a whole that's ailing. The generic congressional ballot is a broad measure of the strength of the congressional party. Democrats are now behind. According to a morning consult poll, Americans rate the Democratic Party as a whole as the more ideological extreme party by a nine-point margin. When pollsters ask which party is best positioned to address your concerns, here, too, Democrats are trailing. In a recent Gallup poll, 53% of Americans say Republicans will do a better job of keeping America prosperous over the short term, while only 39% thought that of the Democrats. 57% of Americans said the Republicans would do a better job keeping America safe, while only 35% favor the Democrats. These are historically high Republican advantages. Here are the hard, unpleasant facts. The Republicans have a likely nominee who's facing 91 indictment counts. The Republicans in Congress are so controlled by a group of performative narcissists. The whole house has been reduced to chaos, and yet, They are still leading the Democrats in these sorts of polling measures. That's deeper than being about Joe Biden's age. That's David Brooks in the New York Times today. That's David Brooks writing to the Democrats. you got problems. Just go back to this Los Angeles Unified School District story. They are indoctrinating kids, forcing all elementary school students to participate in a week-long event dedicated to National Coming Out Day, not reading, writing, and arithmetic. Across the country, there are such big issues and big stories, and the media has totally ignored those stories. They want to make it all about Donald Trump. That's another reason I think Republicans would do a disservice to themselves to go with the guy the media is obsessed about. Go with someone else. You completely turn the dynamics. You completely up in the table. You completely tear up the game plan the Democrats have put in place. But whether it's Trump or not, the fact of the matter is Democrats are seen as the extremists in this country. And the Democrats and the media in the same bubble can't recognize it because they see everyone else as extremists. They see you who want to vote for Donald Trump, like Sama, who can say, I have nothing bad to say about Joe Biden. He literally said he has nothing bad to say about Joe Biden. He does, just doesn't like the job he's doing. And yet he, someone who's not from the United States originally, who speaks with a foreign accent but loves this country, he will be seen as an extremist by the Democrats because he wants to vote for Donald Trump. The Democrats don't understand what they've done to themselves. I may want a different nominee than, than Sama. I think any of the others, well, there are exceptions there, would tear up the, the game, the playbook that the Democrats are prepared to launch with the media. It would upend the conversation. It would discombobulate what's expected. It would be a surprise strategy for the GOP that would pay huge dividends for them and would actually pay huge dividends without spending as much money to get them across the finish line. But it's inarguable, if you go with Donald Trump, you're not going to get the insanity that the Democrats have wrought. You're going to get the lectures and the sanctimony of the Democrats, but you're not going to get the policy positions the Democrats would put in place for the most part. And I think the Democrats don't understand that. The Democrats have so convinced themselves that if you're a Trump supporter, you're a racist, misogynist, authoritarian bigot, they can't actually understand that their party is filled with racist, misogynist, authoritarian bigots who want to impose their will on the rest of us, who want to indoctrinate instead of educate our children and who want to turn this nation into a third world hellhole where we've got 10 cities across America filled with schizophrenic homeless people where we don't treat property crimes as a crime anymore, just offloaded onto the insurance companies to bear because they don't want to fund the police to be able to prosecute bad guys. And they want to turn the downtown areas of, of every city in America into a homeless shelter for illegal immigrants. The Democrats can't understand why Americans would rather go with Donald Trump than go with them. All you have to do is walk through a downtown area of America and see for yourself why those tent cities weren't there when Donald Trump was president. And the Democrats better get a clue. Now, I need to tell you about Eden Pure. Their three pack for the thunderstorm is going on right now. A great airport purifier. It eliminates bad odors. You go to edenpuredeals.com, edenpuredeals.com, you put my name in the discount code box on the front, ERICK, Eric, at edenpuredeals.com, you get 3 Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. You save $200 and you get free shipping. All you do, you go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in Eric, you get free shipping. What's the Eden Pure Thunderstorm? It's an air purifier, but where it shines is an odor eliminator. It's small, it's portable, you hold it in your hand, it wipes out pet odors, smoke odors, litter box odors, cooking odors, frying odors, musty odors, you name it. You can use it in a car with a USB cord, you can plug it into the wall, it packs power, it eliminates odors, it just works. Get three for less than $200, EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. My kids got out of school early and came to see me. They brought me coffee. Welcome. Sarah Kiriksen here. This is how the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. If you're buying a building, building a building, you want to buy a franchise or expand a franchise, those are the deals they do. A lot of lenders are going wobbly in these economic times. This is where First Liberty shines. They've been doing this since the 90s, they know how to help businesses grow. FirstLibertyGA.com. Spend ten minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them. Then, for you, can get their contact info off the website. FirstLibertyGA.com. Now, I, I gotta, I, I gotta mention. Um, just well, it was nice. So I, I got home last night. I did a charity dinner in Atlanta last night, and I got home and decided I'm going to go sit in my hot tub and I'm going to watch the football game. It was the Bears versus the Washington Redskins who no longer want to call themselves that, but it's the Washington Redskins. And Dick Butkus died. Now, I remember when I was a kid watching the commercials. Uh, He had the Miller Lite commercials. Uh, He had a whole lot of commercials. Um, He was a neat guy. He was also in a ton of uh, movies and stuff. He was in what he had an appearance in Murder, She Wrote. Uh, he was in the Longest Yard. He was in the um, Gremlins too. Any given Sunday, Necessary Roughness. He was in Blue Thunder. I love that show, MacGyver. He was in that when I was a kid. It was just he was neat, and he did a, a lot of ads uh, with what? Wh- Who was the guy? Oh, Bubba, Bubba, Bubba Smith. Uh, if Miller Lite ads, yes, uh, and commentary. He was just a neat guy. Just a neat guy. Um, he was 80 years old and died in his sleep um but just great football player the you know the the bears so i'm a i'm a chicago cubs fan by by growing up i i root for the Braves i live in atlanta of course i root for the Braves except when they're doing so well and they impact my radio ratings then i'm i'm like come on guys lose a team lose a game <laughs> I, I love the Braves. I love the Braves. Several of the players listen to the show, but I grew up a Cubs fan in Dubai of all places, grew up a Cubs fan. Cause one of my friends was from Chicago and, and the Bulls had Michael Jordan and the Cubs were lovable losers. And I loved them. Grew up watching WGN and the games. And then TBS comes along and I've got the Braves. Um, but, uh, Budkiss played for the bears. I never rooted for the bears. We had the saints and they were bad enough at the time. Um, and, but he was a neat guy. You kind of knew who he was, and uh, he has died. So it was nice to see the Bears beat the Redskins or whatever they call themselves these days uh, last night on in that game. It was a good game. It was like 40 to 20, something like that. Uh, good for the the Bears rallying for Dick Butkus. Now, when we come back, it's an open line Friday. I'll take your phone calls, 877 877- Nine seven three seven four two five. However, we also going to have to talk about the collapse of American society because uh, there is more compelling data out there about uh, American society and the common thread that reveals the collapse. There is one thing about the United States that now stands out more than any other data point on the planet, the United States has exceeded every other country on the planet in one key detail that is deeply foreboding to those who have studied the collapses of civilization. It's recoverable, it's doable, it's fixable, but it's going to take a national conversation on it. And I know I'm going to get some hate mail bringing it up. However, my friend Dave Nicholas, he was almost Stuart Varney yesterday talking business on Fox Business. Uh, uh, Dave Nicholas is going to join me at the top of the hour because with the bond yield. Uh, doing what it's doing, and now suddenly deficits mattering and mortgages going up. It is a wild and topsy-turvy time in the markets and economically. And so I asked Dave Nicholas if he could come by for a little bit and kind of explain what is going on and what you need to know uh, for your peace of mind and what you may be wanting to do in the markets. So right when we get back, we're going to get Dave and Nicholas. I'll get your phone calls as well. And then that one data point that the U.S. now is ahead of everyone else on in the world, and it's actually a very stark indicator of the collapse of society if we don't do something about it.